morning, Carney Free family. Good to be joining you here today. My name is Todd Marcy. I'm pastor of Connection and Life Groups at Carney Free. And uh, this is our time of daily devotion. And I am glad to be uh, joining you today. We'll look forward to spending this time together and uh, connecting up down the road as well. This morning, I wanted to, this afternoon, I wanted to uh, take time for us to um, consider a particular passage. And uh, so we're going to move into that. Um, while I'm extremely focused, I am also easily distracted even on a good day. My mind shifts multiple directions in a split second. Wow, there goes another thought. Anyway, perhaps you're like that. Maybe, maybe you are wired the same way. This season of transition may have your mind in a scramble even. You may be distracted, confused, lost, on edge. You're not alone. Today, let's take a bit to look at the action which transforms lives. There are a number of actions. Today, we're going to focus on just one of those actions that can transform lives. In the passage we're going to look at, and I invite you to turn to that if you have a Bible handy, um, go to Philippians 2. Philippians 2. When we go into this passage, we see in terms of the context that Paul is currently imprisoned in Rome with an uncertain future. So the church in Philippi sent financial help and a friend who, during that time, got deathly ill while visiting Paul. Paul now writes the church a thank you note, and like Paul so often does, um, he also happens to throw in a few other points. As he, as he writes to his audience. So if you're at Philippians chapter 2, or if you want to just listen as I read, uh, we're going to read the first 11 verses. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow, of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. 
What a great passage. It's so rich in any number of aspects that we can take a look at. But what I was to look at today is a particular health issue that the church in Philippi has been has has been uh, facing and Paul addressing it here in this letter to them. The issue that they have in terms of their health is a lack of unity in the church at Philippi. I, I can only imagine that there was frustration and tension going on in their setting. With our current circumstance, how does this relate to us? Well, with our current circumstance, you suddenly have a house church. As you look around your congregation, you might have noticed it's all family. You, must, uh, you may be sensing a lack of unity in your congregation there. In fact, if one certain attendee doesn't straighten the attitude, you might pass the offering bag again. What attitude? That person might say, yeah, we know. You're home church. Well, Paul doesn't stop there. He doesn't just point out the issue. He gives them a remedy. How to make things go more smoothly uh, in their church at Philippi. Seeing a need for unity in the church at Philippi, Paul zooms in on the belief that true unity and joy come only in Jesus. He could point them a lot of directions. There could be a lot of ways he could try to get them focused and back on track, but he centers in on the fact that if it's going to be sincere, if it's going to be true and lasting and powerful and deep and rich, it's going to be in Jesus. This is then marked or exhibited in a number of ways. And Paul lays that out um, by saying that it's, it's evidenced in, in oneness of mind, love, spirit, and purpose, as well as humility and service. Consider those. Here's a church that's in disruption. And Paul's writing here and saying, you know, if we get to a point where we're of the same mind, and if we have love with one another, if we truly care about one another and love one another, if there is a, a good spirit among us, there's a camaraderie, there's a sense of fellowship and all, if we have a united purpose, if we come alongside one another and we go through life with a sense of humility, if we have an attitude of wanting to serve one another, Paul says, these are the types of things that will get you back into good health as a church. And then he goes on to say, this is modeled in what we saw in Jesus Christ. His example is God the Son humbling himself and coming as man, God incarnate. He modeled that for us. So we don't have to go look very far for examples. We can just simply turn to the scriptures and we can find any number of examples of how Christ modeled this for us. How might we apply this? An action which transforms lives is having an attitude which models Jesus Christ. The huge redwood trees in California are considered the largest living things on earth and the tallest trees in the world. Some of them are over 300 feet high and over 2,500 years old. That's amazing. One would think that trees so large 
would have a tremendous root system reaching down hundreds of feet into the earth. However, the redwoods actually have a very shallow system of roots. So how do they get so big and stand so long? Although it's a, a shallow root system, they all intertwine. They are locked to each other. So when the storms come and the winds blow, the redwoods stand. And it's because they don't stand alone for all the trees support and protect each other. The same is true for the church. How will we stay strong and be able to withstand the storms? By working together. If we do not stand together, then we will surely fall apart. As, as you think of your home setting right now, as you think of that, that home church that you have, family perhaps, and, and then your extended friends as you connect maybe virtually or by note and other ways, if we put on these attitudes and these, these ways of responding to one another by choice in ways which reflect Christ, we will continue to maintain health and even improve in health even during this time frame. So we can be like those redwoods, coming alongside one another, whether in the same home or through these extended uh, ways of relating to one another, we can maintain and gain health by simply putting on the right attitudes as well during this time. Let me apply this for today a bit further. If you're still in Philippians 2, we're going to continue on at verse 12. It says, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I will have reason to glory, because I did not run in vain nor toil in vain, and that's Paul speaking of how he's been coming along the church at Philippi and other churches uh, throughout the region, that his efforts, he'll see, weren't in vain because of how they're reflecting Christ. And in verse 17 and 18, it says, But even if I am being poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrifice and service of your faith, I rejoice and share my joy with you all. You too, I urge you, Rejoice in the same way and share your joy with me. Paul's saying, as we see things going better in, in, within our church and, and within our relationships, celebrate it with me and let me know about it. Let's hear about it from one another. It's by putting on those types of attitudes that really lives begin to be changed, brought back into health, and health increases. Live like Christ, whether or not you're in contact with your spiritual leaders or visible to the public, because you're visible to those in your household, 
neighbors and relatives as you interact with them in various ways, live like Christ. So that just like Paul says, that we would have this light about us in the world. Have attitudes that help us reflect Christ in a broken world. On a wall uh, near the main entrance of the Alamo in San Antonio, Texas, is a portrait of a man with this inscription underneath, James Butler Bonham. No picture of him exists. This portrait is of his nephew, Major James Bonham, deceased, who greatly resembled his uncle. It is placed um, here by the family that people may know the appearance of the man who died for freedom. No literal uh, portrait of Jesus exists either, but the likeness of the one who died to set all men free can be seen in the lives of those who truly follow him. If we are truly following Christ, others will see it in our appearance, our attitudes, and our associations. They will see that we have truly been with Christ. I like that image that, you know, here's a picture of a relative that appears to be the person whom they're representing. So that people can get a feel for him. Well, people can get a feel for Christ by the attitudes we carry forth, by the ways we relate to one another during this time. May we do that. May we encourage one another along the way. What opportunities we have during this time. I am so thankful that so many of you have come alongside me and the rest of the staff during this time. Whether it's in our life groups or in our other ministries that continue to meet virtually in any number of ways, you're doing a great job. And I look forward to hearing on the other side of this time frame all the great stories that are coming out. In fact, as time goes along, feel free to reach out to us. Share those, those great um, experiences that you're having along the way, how God is using you uh, in special ways. Well, in a bit, we're going to be um, taking a bit of time of prayer together. I, I want to share just a few announcements. Remember, if you choose to share your prayer requests, that this is a, a, it's a public forum. It's very visible. And so um, I just encourage you to, to frame your prayer requests accordingly. And then also uh, we'll reach out to you following this. I'll um, also get online and be able to respond to uh, some of the comments that are made along the way as well. Um, and then you can always reach out to us directly as a church. And um, we would be glad to connect with you, come alongside you and, and pray with you as well. In terms of announcements, before we go to prayer, um, one of the things coming up, there are a number of things related around Easter that we've kind of tweaked for this season. And let me just go to a few of those. Uh, one would be that there's a Palm Sunday car parade on Saturday. Um, the Palm Sunday um, commemorates each year the entrance of Jesus into Jerusalem that we find in Matthew 21. And one of our traditions has been a Palm Parade with our E-Free kids uh, to help celebrate this occasion. And since that's not physically possible now, 
would like to try to adapt this tradition by having a palm parade in the church parking lot. That's right, a palm parade right here. Uh, families are encouraged to come at 10 a.m. this Saturday to make a palm parade video, which will be shown in our Palm Sunday broadcast then this Sunday. Enter the east parking lot where you'll find palm branches spread out um, on the east sidewalk. Grab one branch for each child in your car, maintaining social distancing, and then so I guess you're gonna come in a limo, I'm not for sure on that. But, uh, and, and then drive over to the awning at the main entrance where the car parade line will begin. Open your windows and wave the branches as you pass by the camera in the parade to help us celebrate Palm Sunday. And thanks in advance for um, taking advantage of this uh, opportunity. We hope to see you there um, for this time. Also, in terms of the E-Free uh, Good Friday service and uh, having online communion, we want to invite you to join us at 7 p.m. April 10, that's Good Friday, as we commemorate the crucifixion of Christ um, during our Good Friday service. During this uh, service, broadcast will be uh, participating in uh, participants uh, will be involved in in communion as a church family and we invite you to prepare for the service within uh, your own home the lord's supper or communion is a memorial celebration of belonging and community as it relates to christ and the family of christ uh, what makes the lord's supper such an important part of church life is that it expresses the unity we all have in Jesus and with each other. That sense of belonging and family is all the more important as this time when we cannot all gather in one place. To participate in this time of communion, uh, please get whatever bread or juice you have on hand ready so we can participate together as we partake each of the elements. Remember, Jesus had an uncanny way of, of making the ordinary sacred. It is the interaction with each other that will help make online communion feel more uh, communal. And we look forward to having that time with you. Also in terms of Easter, uh, we're going to be online um, for Easter on April 12th. It's just around the corner. Uh, it's gonna be a great day to celebrate and uh, we want you to be about, uh, involved in that, celebrating the resurrection of Christ. Uh, we'll look at a humble request, richly answered within our Dangerous Prayers series. Uh, and remember again, the power of resurrection through a unique, tangible, church-wide worship activity. More details on the worship activity will be presented next week, and I encourage you to um, check our website regularly for uh, updates in this and other areas, as well as on Storehouse. And also on Easter Sunday, um, our services will be at 9.15 and 11, and our bilingual ministry uh, will follow at 1.30 p.m. And you can see each of those at uh, on carneyfree.com forward slash live and uh, join our community that way. Well, I want to thank you again for uh, being a part of this time together. And, um, 
and we we're just grateful for a chance to come alongside one another and encourage each other and i want us to close in prayer here and um, may you be encouraged god i i thank you for uh, just a chance to come before you and to to look into your word be encouraged and and um challenged and shaped by your word but father the greatness of that comes when your holy spirit is at work within us and i pray that we would regularly come before you and ask for your holy spirit to be at work doing his work within our lives bringing to light um, things that we can draw closer to you in and and grow in your likeness and encouraging us along the way and that, God, may we be used to be your light to the world. God, there are any number of concerns out there, and we're so familiar with them. And I, I pray that uh, we would spend extra time during this time, not just praying on our own behalf, but, Father, praying for so many others, whether they be in the leadership of our nation, our, our state, our communities, the various groups that we're involved in, transitions taking place right and left. God, may you give wisdom and, and may hearts also be bent towards you uh, during this time. May our leaders be surrounded with godly counsel. And we pray that even here within the church, that we would have godly counsel and that we would be driven and directed by your Holy Spirit. God, I pray, um, as with Steve, for um, those who are facing um, health concerns during this time and, and how um, medical care is even impacted during this era and god i pray that there would be any number of ways that we encourage one another and that we receive encouragement during this time but father i pray especially for those who are going through um, critical health concerns um, and even wrestling with how to get to and from care and and to not get even sicker in the process more sick in the process God, I pray that um, you would protect those that are especially vulnerable. God, I pray that um, they would be encouraged and strengthened. God, I pray that you would protect those who are our first responders um, in so many different circumstances and so many different um, forces and groups and administrations. God, may you protect them as they come alongside um, so many others in their times of need. God, may you be at work within bodies even far beyond what medicine itself can do. But Father, we thank you for the medicines and insights you provide as well. God, may you be glorified in our lives. May we bring you glory and honor. It's in thy name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Thank you much, church.